0: Welcome to LifeQuest Liberty, live, in-depth conversations with today's top writers, editors, and spiritual leaders concerning religious freedom around the world. On today's broadcast, we'll examine local and international factors that may be impacting your right to worship and obey God as your conscience dictates. I'm your LifeQuest Liberty host, Charles Mills. We've all heard the word ambassador those men and women of goodwill who try to keep relationships and lines of communications open between countries. But did you know that there are individuals with the equally important task of keeping relationships and lines of communications open between countries and their citizens of faith? Here to introduce the topic to us is Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine. Lincoln, what do we need to know?
1: Wow, this sounds like a civics class, doesn't it?
0: (laughs) Yes. I deal a lot with the U.S. Commission on Religious
1: Freedom, Mm and an office that was set up back in the Clinton administration, the U.S. Ambassador-at-Large for Religious Freedom. Mm -hmm. And I just thought we could have some little discussion of that because, unfortunately, I don't think most of the general public are aware that these individuals and these offices even exist.
0: They don't seem to be the kind you hear a lot about in the news, that's for sure.
1: No, and and it should be. The Pew Forum, which works very closely with those departments, which are in the State Department, Uh uh-huh. The Pew Forum has done several studies. The first one, they said that there were 70% of the world's population living in countries where there are severe restrictions on religious freedom. Mm -hmm. Not that each individual was, but the country would restrict you if you had religious viewpoints. They updated that recently. It's even 75%. So uh, there's a crying need for these functions of these people, and they
0: are in place. (laughs) <laughs> now, how do they get there? Are they assigned by the president like other ambassadors are?
1: Yes, the ambassador at large has to be uh, confirmed. It's not just on the say so of the president. The most recent one is Rabbi David Saperstein has just been confirmed as the latest U.S. ambassador at large for religious freedom. Rabbi Sabastine is, is well known to Liberty Magazine. I know he, you know, he's in contact with us a lot, and we go to. Different conferences together, and and, and the Seventh Avenue Church has long had dealings with him. He was confirmed relatively easy by the vote of 62 to 35. Hmm. Although, as you can imagine, a a Jew in that uh, job, he could be seen negatively by many of the Islamic countries where there's some issues of religious freedom. (laughs) But I think he'll do very well. He's a very competent uh, law professor. And head of the Religious Action Center of Reform Judaism, so he's, he's been leading out in in his, in his own uh, faith initiatives and, and, and carving out a way for it. But now he'll have to look out for the concerns of all people all around the world.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, is is it sort of like the the job of a chaplain? The chaplain can't come in and say, okay, I'm a Catholic or I'm a Methodist or I'm a Seventh Adventist. A chaplain has to be all things to all people. The faith,
1: right? Although when I think about it, it just hit me as you were you were making that comment. The last three, well, the first one was Ambassador Robert Seipel, mm-hmm. who had head, headed World Vision uh, for a time, been a college or a university president, and he was a Baptist. Uh-huh. Then after him was John Hanford, and I think he was a Baptist, although I might be wrong on that. And then after him, before the uh, before Rabbi Seppistain was put in place, was Susan Cook, and I know she was a Baptist. <laughs> so... Uh, there's certainly a message in there that <laughs> where they're drawing from, yeah. but yes, this person is called to represent the principles of religious freedom and the United States as it uh, stands for them all around the world. Mm-hmm. I think it's a vital position. It obviously doesn't have the political power that Secretary of State or someone else might, or even say the ambassador to China. Mm-hmm but more and more religious liberty is right up there with uh, civil liberty issues, and and I think the U.S. government has been paying some attention to this.
0: So the U.S. government is looking at the world and saying there is an issue out here of religious freedom. Now, if the government of the United States is supposed to be free from religion, it's supposed to have separation of church and state, why are they so interested in religious freedom of other countries?
1: Well, that's an interesting question, and... and, uh, in another program, we need to discuss the nature of the U.S. a bit. Yes, it's not a, a religious government per se, but there's no question that U.S. Yeah. culture is highly informed by people of faith. Yes, and yes. it was important to the uh, community that formed the United States, and it's very consistent with the cultural and even the, uh, the governmental uh, intention of the United States to have such a position. This person is not promoting any particular religion. And as well as that, and this is what I want to mention on this program, in 1998, as part of passage of the International Religious Freedom Act, I think it was called, in 1998, the U.S. set up what is called the United States Commission on International Religious Freedom. Connected to the State Department, the the commissioners are independent, they're not told by policy what to do, but they are paid by the government. And they do report to the State Department advising. And curiously enough, the U.S. ambassador for religious freedom is a member of their board, but he's a non-voting member. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I know from observation and and some comments that there's actually a low-level, let's just say, ambiguity between the ambassador and the commission that advises both he and his office and the State Department.
0: Well, now, give us a little day in the life of here. What are some of the things that the ambassador at large for religious freedom would have to face in a given country?
1: Well, they uh, travel around representing the United States' interest and and the principle that we're committed to, and and can advise, and sometimes perhaps wave the stick. Yes. Although uh, you know they've got any ambassador's got to be careful. They don't speak unilaterally for their country. They represent the, the interests and the instructions of, of the government. But I know that Ambassador Seipel, for example, traveled several times to uh, Laos, where there is still a considerable problem with Christians witnessing for their faith. Many of them had been in prison, and he paid one visit there and preached <laughs> to the uh, government authorities, who uh, consequently released most of those prisoners. So there's a very practical effect of of a roving ambassador from the United States representing narrowly the religious liberty interests of all people around the world.
0: It sounds like that they're basically a a bell ringer. They they look around and they say, oh, there's a problem here, and just let everybody know that there's a problem here. Am I on the right track? Absolutely.
1: And that's a good thing, because goodness knows there are many problems in the world today, many problems. And in the United Nations, which... You know, has many positive aspects, but the United Nations is not always defending religious liberty as it should. And and out of the United Nations has come, for example, an initiative by several of the countries asking for some international rule or covenant restricting anybody's ability to even criticize another religion or the, defame another religion. But of course, what they really mean is they want no one talking about what they do and right. and, and their religious initiatives. So. Uh, a religious liberty ambassador can interact and in this case hold off those sort of negative international uh, tendencies
0: I'm beginning to understand now as you as you describe this that the ambassador at large for religious freedom the bell ringer here, is representing the whole concept of freedom, which is high on the list of America. America loves freedom of all kinds, whether it be uh, business freedom or civil freedom or religious freedom. So they just represent basically freedom to the world. Am I right?
1: Right. And I think even though it's not stated, it's sort of obvious that by having such an office, the u s would of necessity be fairly careful yes, to yes. Uh, be acting the right way itself toward yes. religion or or it couldn't dare show its face you know <laughs> absolutely uh, uh, with this ambassador i mean he has to represent some consistency in his own government, so I think its role is not just overseas it's it's reinforcing our commitment here in the United States to religious liberty.
0: Well, I like that, because it holds our feet to the fire here as well, and right. anything that does that, I'm all for, especially when it comes to religious freedom.
1: And the uh, the commission really are fulfilling the same role. I, I was looking to just make sure what it, the number of commissioners is officially, and, and I don't know what it currently is. There was some talk a few years ago when they were reauthorizing the commission to cut the number of commissioners. Mm. I believe it had been as high as nine. It was eight when I looked it up recently. But you know, there's, there's almost as many as the Supreme Court justices of commissioners who, as a body, can advise the State Department, and, of course, advise the ambassador. But individually, they can travel around the world as roving eyes and ears to pick up on the religious liberty situation some of them really do get into the nuts and bolts of, of problems and challenges around the world.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, have there been any success stories that this, that this person, this individual, has brought to light and has had a good outcome?
1: Well, I, I gave one with the ambassador yes. that was very successful in Laos, where uh, they were able to intercede for Christians and, and obtain their release from prison. Mm-hmm. I just know that the situation's ongoing, and, and when Dr. John Gratz, the director of our world Churches, Religious Liberty Program. When he and I visited there, uh, again, there were about 60 people back in prison. So, and uh, all of this, you know, that you can't rest on your laurels, and the ambassador has to keep traveling, keep talking, keep representing this principle. It's a little bigger than the Constitution, but we need to remember that the Constitution does keep the government out of religious affairs, does require it not to interfere with religious practice, and does state very plainly that there's no religious test for public office. So the United States, at the very least, is mandated to a very neutral approach toward religious practice anyway.
0: But they can certainly come into a country and say, hey, look, you're standing on this person's freedoms. You're standing on this person's right to uh, self-determination here. I think that's probably the angle they take. Am I right? Absolutely.
1: And, uh, you know, where where religions are either banned on a whole waterfront or a particular religion is, is... is treated badly by the government, the ambassador can come in and, and argue for fairness and, and, and legal rights and so on. And so I, I just know that, particularly in some of the ex-Soviet satellites, there's been, uh, there's been a lot of work done, a lot of work done. I think the big challenge that remains is the Islamic countries, because they don't like to be spoken to, and the Sharia law and, and the assumption of political power with religion is very strong in that area.
0: Well, Lincoln, I feel that we need to do something right now, proactive, for this uh, situation. The present ambassador, what's his name?
1: Rabbi Sapistain.
0: Rabbi Sapistain. Lincoln, would you lead us in prayer for Rabbi Sapistine and the work he has in front of him right now? Absolutely. Let's do that.
1: Dear Lord, we pray that uh, in this time of of great stress for people of faith all around the world, and and in particular many Christians being persecuted, many dying in the Middle East, that as Rabbi Sapistain begins his tenure as as this lead person in the United States for religious freedom. I pray that you'll guide his actions and his visits and his interactions, and may his role be effective both uh, in reporting to the U.S. government and making a difference in the world, because your spirit, the principle of self-determination and of spiritual fulfillment needs to be uh, enabled in these difficult times. And we pray this
0: jesus sake amen amen thank you thank you very much lincoln steed lincoln steed editor of liberty magazine the website is libertymagazine.org lots of good things there for you to enjoy and we invite you to visit there often and listen to these programs and also subscribe to the magazine liberty lincoln thank you so much for being with us today appreciate it always a pleasure and until next time this is charles mills along with lincoln steed inviting you to rest in the freedom of god's love goodbye everyone If you'd like more information about LifeQuest Liberty, call Three Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651 or email us through our website at 3abn.org. Join us again next week at this same time as we examine more of the threats and challenges facing your religious freedom. May God keep the flames of liberty burning in your heart today.